On this episode of the Off The Bit podcast, we have an interview with Group 1 winning trainer Nick Olive. We had a great conversation with him. It was great fun. We have all the racing news. We have the NRL review. We have segments. And as we do every week, let's go. The views and opinions put forth in this podcast by Yellowman and Roy's Reese are our views and our views alone. There's no room here for scathing attacks on the information we provide or the bullshit that manifests. We take a lot harder walk through the vast yawning chasm that is racing and sport and life. And if you don't like it, well, feel free to jog on. That's your man, Yellowman. I'm your boy, Roy's Reese. This is the Off A Bit Podcast, and we prefer our listeners. Shake it, not scared. Not scared. Yeah, goddammit. Mike, Mike, check. Mike, check, one, two, one, two. Welcome back to the Off The Bit Podcast. This is episode six, coming at you live and correct with myself, Yellow Man, and Rawls-Reese. We have a great show for you lined up this week. Um, we just got off the phone with Nick Olive. Uh, a great interview coming up. It was really fun. Had a great, uh, just had so solid much, bloke. So much solid fun. Bloke. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, this will show that uh, we break down people from the racing industry and, and get past all the nitty-gritty sort of A to Bs and we go straight to Z and have a great time with him. He, he, absolute champion bloke and uh, you'll enjoy that one. I know we did. Uh, we also will discuss racing news. There's a lot happening. Um, we've got sort of Nash Ruler to touch on. Uh, a lot happening there. God damn. Uh, we're going to talk about this nature strip thing. A um, little bit of a problem there I've got with that. Uh, we've got some segments. We've got winners and losers. We've got another segment called Broken Hearts. You'll have to stay and listen to that one because that's a good one. Uh, uh, racing and it's not related. talking about my love life either. So, oh yeah, you got a broken heart. You yeah. don't have one. I don't have a heart. No, no, exactly. Um, before we do anything, uh, Anzac Day just just gone. Uh, this is why we are a touch under the weather. A little bit. Yeah. You can probably hear it in my voice. A bit no. gravelly. You no, sound, you sound the same. Sound, sound like gold. Yeah, you look like oh, shit. Sweet. But you sound the same. <laughs> Eyes hanging out over me. How, how was your? Oh, no, no one cares. No. <laughs> no. How'd you go, mate? Um, me, how I'm many rough. did you lose? Uh, I was uh, all actually, the monies. Oh, oh yeah, I was, oh, oh, this is funny. Uh, I know that we on, on the was it the debut episode that we did? We talked about the Batuta Advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was asked this morning how I went, and uh, like I had two up, obviously because I'm a, I'm a gambling man, I'm a racing man. Um, I was up four hundred, and I gave it all back. And then <laughs> this morning, I got off my last horse, and. Um, Checked out Batuta Advocate, and one of their little memes was, uh, your mate that says he was up 400 and give it all back is your, like the dumbest mate ever. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Thanks. They hit they, it straight on the head Thanks, yeah, they. yeah. I'm, they, they painted me with that brush, which I hate. <laughs> but it was good, man. It was a good day. It's uh, always good to get stuck in that uh, immerse with the culture. And um, Did you work or did you? No, no, no. I, uh, I just went and watched races with my old man, had a few beers, watched the footy. Uh, went to a mate's house, got on the piss, got home at two, three, four. I don't know. O'clock. Yeah. You got home at o'clock, did you? Uh, uh, an o'clock. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. All so, right. yeah, bit bit dusty this morning, but hey, let's get on with this. Eh? Let, thank God it's only once a year. Oh fuck! Thank God, two. Honestly, thank God, two up is once a year. Cause not not out in Birdsville. I'm oh, really? pretty sure they play it out in Birdsville year round. Yeah, but not with the same volume that you get no, here. God like no, God you, no. I was dealing with 200 punters there, and I'm weaving my way through it. Basically, I'm holding the note above my head, heads and tails in it, and it was basically just like just a, a, a little uh, twenty dollar note just floating through the crowd. Like there's <laughs> tall people out there, man. Yeah, they where really, were you? Uh, I went to the Collingwood man at Warwick Farm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, Liverpool area. That was fantastic. Definitely worth going there um, again. Let's go into some racing news. 
Breaking news is that <laughs> literally Nash, breaking news. Nashville Will has just been detained trying to fly out of Hong Kong airport. Uh, we all know, as we know, he's in a lot of shit. Fifteen month suspension handed down for betting, accepting um, payments, uh, just a lot of shit. And I, I don't get why it hasn't caught on with these racing people now that if you do this fucking silly shit that something bad's going to happen you're like it's it, it's there in black and white damien oliver we can go smurden um just chris, a bunch chris, of people. chris months chris months jail time it. over there yeah Three he years. went to real jail and he's <laughs> like mini me size i hope they use some some uh, devil lube on him no <laughs> god damn um yeah it's 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 absolutely mind-boggling that a that it goes on like i think i'll quote mick price the uh, very astute trainer in saying that in any competition, if a human will always find a way to cheat, some human will, you know, absolutely, it's, it's human nature, absolutely. But uh, when you're on such a good wicket over there, there's so much money to be made. Why are you trying to make more and doing it in a devious way when you're going to get caught? It's just people want more. You're never satisfied, and I get the nature of like professionalism and and athletes. They're so driven and so hungry that nothing's ever going to be good enough and satisfy them. So mm. let's go above and beyond, and obviously it pushes you to do immoral things and and will break the rules. It's gambling for a jockey is illegal. You're yep. not allowed to do it. Yeah, but hey, and also just with trainers, um, you got sort of obviously Robert Smurden and Aquanita going through the sword there. In that aspect, you think that well, it's it's, it's a it's a with Robert Smurden, it's a old age thing, like you know, an old trainer. Maybe they had habits before all these sort of uh, crackdowns come with swabbing. But um, he just uh, Robert Smurden, just you know what and the the text messages that come out from that made me think that they're just not savvy. Like Robert Smurden seems like the sort of person that could send a text and he'd be like, "Oh well, if I if I get caught, I'll just like break my phone. Just grab." He'd be the type to just grab a hammer and just smash his phone and just <laughs> hammer it and be like, "Oh, they'll never get this information off me," not knowing that it's sort of already out there in the wild world web. So didn't um, Blakey Shin get done as well? He did. Yeah, he correct. Down, yeah. down at now. Yeah, oh, just in general, I think just <laughs> betting with Peter Rubble. Yeah, um, it just I, I I just don't get. Why they, it's, it's almost like a, a bit of a, uh, leading them into slaughter. When you see, you're like, it's like, you're on a bovine and you're going through the abattoir <laughs> and you can see like all the bones and blood and you're like, yep, okay, I'll just keep doing this and just, yeah. oh, what the fuck? I'm getting, I'm getting killed. They just cut my throat. God damn it. Um, yeah. it's, it's stupid that it keeps happening, especially to top line jockeys and, um, maybe they'll learn their, uh, you know, that they've got to learn at some point. Yeah. How about just n- not bet? That's a good idea. No, don't go to Hong Kong and bet. Mm. And if you think you can do better by betting, quit being a jockey and become a punter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you can't if you want to give tips, just just give up and then put weight on because Nash is like seven foot tall and has to like waste his guts out. Just let that shit fly, man. If you if that's what you want to do, it's bizarre. Um, next thing off the cab, next cab off the rank, this nature strip ride. Um, I I said this last week. I, I talked about. The Hughes ride on Viridine was really terrible. Hugh Bowman's ride. Now we are a uh, we're an equalitist of a podcast, right? So I don't like seeing Craig Williams getting lambasted all throughout social media 
about uh, his ride, which I thought was a, quite a manageable ride underneath the horse that was pulling its Mate, absolute Nature head Strip pulled like an absolute. It just freak, pulled, chucking yeah. its head up. And and to be fair, Williams got him got him on the rail, had a nice little spot, good cover, what pulled him it? out of the three hundred, yeah. and just got beat. Yeah, yeah the leader kicked. It's yeah, a, just but, gassed himself, pulled, and yeah, raced and, like an absolute arsehole. I would I, honestly, Rolls Reese, I would hate to be Craig Williams. Oh fuck, your arms would fall off. Yeah, oh, just 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 in just in general, like I think um, you know, not the fact that he's like little below average in the looks department, but also the fact that he's an astute, an absolutely astute jockey and knows all of his form. But still, uh, any ride he has, it's he gets willowed, it gets willowed, it gets willowed. Man, Hugh Bowman just didn't even budge on Viridian. and um, and the, um, not even a word said. Terrible ride. Do you reckon he's an endangered species? <laughs> Uh, I think he's just protected from above. I can put it into a. Uh, I can put this in perspective a little bit. Uh, Brendan Abdullah show, uh, shared a video on Facebook, uh, or on social media at least, uh, of a meeting they were having. He was himself, Kerry McAvoy. They're in suit and tie. They're having a business meeting. Um, they're obviously in an office in Sydney, and Hugh Bowman was on the on on the intercom phoning in. <laughs> like special treatment. Yeah, like this guy. Like he was like, you know what? He, he's almost a little bit deaverish. I would say. Oh, is he the diva of, of the jockey oh, world? Oh, I might just, um, I'll use that as a soundbite. I'm going to go ahead and say that. There you go. Prove me otherwise. Remember he had the concussion that no other jockey's ever had? Oh, yeah, the really bad one lasted a few weeks and went away and then came back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the one that, like, that Channel 7 had to go to his place and, like, film how he was recovering from it, from just a concussion. I've never seen another jockey get a film like that. He's a bit diverse, isn't he? You reckon, he's you, reckon he's, you reckon he's, like, taking on this persona? He's a bit, a little bit, you know, uh, okay, let's go and have a business meeting, but, you know, what my time is too valuable to go in and actually do he's it. He's like the Kanye West of horse racing. He's Ooh. a bit. He's a bit. Um, he's he, he, he doesn't show too much emotion, and then yeah. all of a sudden everything just blows up, and you got to follow him. Yeah, that's a good take. I also, like also Hugh, we're not calling you Mrs. Kim Kardashian either, so <laughs> don't take us on that. Is she, I don't even know his Mrs. Really, the Irish girl. She's fantastic, but isn't she? Don't know. Don't know. Okay. Do you reckon that well, they're obviously on the same parody of money? God no. Well, there's, you, well, you, winks, winks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right it's on. fucking yeah. winks, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's I the rich. You know, in, in, in as as far as he's the richest jockey. Like, yeah, he would be. He, for yeah, sure. for sure. He won a Japan Cup. Killing it. I think it's just too much. Too much money might just breed you into that sort of stuff. I, I'd love to see the real Hugh. The the where was he from? Where's that? Country town that they Dunny do. Dunny, Where, where's the Dunny do boy? Where's the Dunny do boy that like? Hey, if we're gonna have a, a meeting in Sydney, can you just show up to this shit and not just phone it in? Yeah. Do you reckon we we'll get him on the show? Do you reckon we could get him in here? No, <laughs> no. I reckon we got to try and get him in here physically. In yeah. The, as if he'd come down to Wollongong. Bit mate. of chloroform. <laughs> we'll find a way. But yeah, uh, I'm going to say that Craig Williams ride on Nature Strip. I have no problem with that. If you've ever ridden a horse in your life that pulls hard, uh, he had cover, it's slow away. Johnny Sadler didn't really throw him under the bus as much as Racing.com tried to make it sound like he did. He did not. He um, he obviously was a bit disappointed in the result, but man, God damn it. I'd, I'd, ha- I'd put Hugh over the stake in Viridine any day. Yep. But anyway, we'll move on from that. Let's, st- let's stop... Uh, uh, Tarnishing the legend, the, the legacy of nation's treasure, Hugh Bowman. We're definitely not getting him on, are we? No. Oh, God damn it. Fuck. So, who did we I get fucked on? that up, did I? Bring that up? Shouldn't have. Sorry, Hugh. Hugh, if you're out there. Sorry, bud. No, not really. Um, we've got, uh, actually, that might wrap us up just for our racing news. Um, but we'll cut now to our interview with uh, Canberra trainer Nick Olive. Let's go. And here we go. 
go. Okay, so we have our guest, our second guest for the Off The Bit podcast. It is Group 1 winning trainer, uh, the trainer of single gays, uh, fantastic guy all around, um, and also uh, the owner of the sickest beard in Australian racing, Nick Olive. Nick, how are you, bud? Hey, g'day, guys. How are you? That's a great introduction. Um, thanks. Well, that's a, I, I come up with that just to, just on the fly. So, um, mate, great to have you on the show. Um, I know you're travelling. You're doing a bit of uh, you're doing a meeting, so you've uh, managed to squeeze us in. Very grateful for that. Uh, let's talk about um, the the number one thing is uh, while we got you on the show, we're going to wrap up a great career that was single gaze. Um, we'll get your uh, your thoughts. Um, obviously, it's a it's a the end of a great ride, but also a great ride that you didn't expect to be on. Yeah, no, it's been a, been a fantastic ride. Um, yeah, it's probably been one of the most exciting parts of my life, that's for sure. Nick, I guess uh, to start with single gaze, you've you got to start right at the beginning, obviously with, with her purchase from the Magic Millions 2014, 200 grand. Uh, did you buy her yourself or did you get a bloodstock agent involved? How did you go around getting her? Yeah, I, I purchased myself. We paid seventy thousand for her. Seventy, okay. Um, yeah, so we only paid seventy for her. Yeah, I, I purchased all my horses myself, mate. I, I've been, I've, I've employed a bloodstock agent on one, on one occasion, and we got a dud. Yeah, so got I'm stung. Stuck you got it. stung. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck to doing it myself from now on, and, and we seem to have been having a bit of success. Uh, did did you have a high up in your sort of uh, horses to look at, or how did that sort of come about? Yeah, look, I, I I love the not a single doubt. Um, and back then they weren't as dear as what they are now. I can't I can't afford to buy one now. But um, yeah, back then I, I loved the not a single doubt. So obviously get up there and just get around and have a look at all the not a single doubts. You know, I had other horses picked out, but um, you know she she sort of took my fancy, and I thought she'd be my budget. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Did you have Did you have owners set out, or you just went and uh, uh, took it on yourself, and then decided decided to disperse after that? Yeah, just took it on myself, and you know I got a good loyal band of owners, so I didn't pay long for him to jump in. That's for sure. And, and you, I saw in the ownership you retained a share. So uh, what are we talking here? Yeah, no, I, I retained, I retained a share. Yeah, so that's uh, that's been good along the way. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, yeah, been a little bit of extra cash flowing into the account. That's in, for sure. in looking at her, her overall prize money now, so she she pretty much uh, has ended up with two million point uh, two point three six one. Um, that's only split across five races as well. Yeah, so five wins. That's incredible, isn't it? When you look back at it. Yeah, that's right. You know, like some of the biggest checks have been for running second and third in the Magic Millions. You know, yeah. so she's been a good little money spinner, though. That's for sure. Of, of this two point three mil, uh, how much of that does Billy Owen get? Just uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> Might be Billy. Yeah, he's he's got about one point eight million. So far. <laughs> <Has> he? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's done all right. He, he's done. He's, no wonder he travels and straps and does all that. He, he's uh, he's one of your uh, stable acquisitions, like a good asset, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, he's a great tracker at Wider and he's, he's been an integral part of our team for a long time. And you know, he's enjoyed the ride too. Don't worry, it's taken him on a big adventure, and you know, he's eaten at some of the best restaurants around and, and um, <laughs> seen things that he he's seen things that he wouldn't see in Gundagai. Do, do, do you reckon he'll be able to like go back to the, the regular life now like, after the retirement of this mayor's? Um, it, it, it's pretty much back to the to the nail and grind, isn't it, for you guys? Yeah, that's right, mate. But is, I'm, I'm is, just is, he, to... is he too high up now? Is he, is his uh, taste too high? Has he got a, a taste for caviar and, and the likes, champagne? Yeah, yeah, I think he does actually. Yeah. He <laughs> likes a good life, that's for sure. But um, 
Yeah, no, look, he's uh, I'm about to send him up to Queensland with a couple of horses for the Winter Carnival, so uh, he'll he'll be enjoying that, I'd say. You know, the ride could be for him. Beautiful. So, moving on with uh, single gaze, obviously she she had that big fall and uh, with Cathy O'Hara on her back and did them both a bit of a mischief, but was, was she pretty injury-free throughout the rest of her career or was she one of those horses that you, you sort of hear after they've retired... Um, that they've had shit feed or or trouble with their fetlocks. Like any issues there with her throughout her career? Or yeah, look, she she didn't have injuries as such, um, but she she did as as you put it. She had shit feet. Um, <laughs> you got it, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, he's nailed good. It. Yeah, he's look, good, Rolls mm. Yeah, it took look. It took, she took a lot of managing, to be honest with you. You know, like so not something we sort of made public at the time. You know, like we there was nothing that was holding her back or anything, but just you know she. Just the way we trained her, and um, and you know the regime she went through from day to day. She had to be managed. You know, she had a feed ice nearly every day, and um, put in bubble wrap. Yeah, just in ice, just standing in buckets of ice. She was. So, did, did, she, uh, did she have white feet, Nick? Uh, she had some white feet. Yeah, yep. not all of them. Yep. Yeah, this yep. is the the yep. uh, what was that little uh, that little baldy face thing that uh, lit up Melbourne? I can't think. Oh. Of Da, 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 da. The, Miss the, Vista, Miss Vista, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, just yeah, the, yeah. when they got yep. that sort of white, the white splashes all over them. Um, they go down that white feet. If anyone doesn't know, anyone outside racing doesn't know, if yeah, uh, white feet are usually a little bit more brittle than the than the standard. So, um, yeah, well, that's what I thought. Like I thought she was just she she just tried her guts out in anything she did, didn't she? Like she really didn't care. Push through injury barrier yeah. and, and uh, adversity. I thought after that fall, uh, it was in the Oaks, wasn't it? Um, I thought after that it might have just jaded her a bit. Were you a bit worried about her mind state? Yeah, yeah, we were for it to start with. You know, like obviously that fall was horrific to watch, and that day was mm. yeah, it was pretty horrible. But um, look, getting her back, she she took a while to get back. We weren't happy with her a few times, and and you know she came back in, we turned her back out. She came back in, turned her back out again, and um, you know, in the first couple of runs, I just felt that she wasn't mentally right there, and then we um. We decided to ride a very aggressive in the Neville Selwood, and he pulled the stick out of the out of the gates over two thousand metres, and uh, sent it forward. And from that day on, she she hasn't run a bad race since. You know, yeah. she sort of learned what it was about again. And yep. and uh, you, you talk about her courage, you know, like geez, you'd love to have people like that around you. You know, she's just she just goes to the well every time. You know, she's always there for you, and she's she digs deep. Yeah, and in, in saying that. Um now she's retired. How, how did that make you feel, mate? Obviously, it's got to got to be a bit of a, a kick in the nuts, knowing that you you got to put one of your your favourite and best horses out of the paddock and off the stud. Yeah, look, it will be it'll be very sad to see it go. That's for sure. And um, you know, but that, that, pay, that paycheck make you feel a bit better though. Yeah, yeah well, that does. Yeah, that uh, does undisclosed stop paycheck. Und- undisclosed. You sure you can't disclose that to us? An exclusive yeah, on here. We, we, we won't tell anyone. If you do, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> do you trust us? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, let's. I don't want the contract falling through. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> exactly. It's uh, uh, it's it happened time and time again. Um, uh, let's put you under the sword here with uh, what makes Nick Olive tick. What happens after this racing? Uh, you know the 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 early morning track works and uh, the race days. Uh, What's your hobbies? What 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 uh, really like sets you alight as a person? Jeez, I don't know about setting myself alight, but uh, <laughs> look, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I've got two young girls. I'm a single dad, and I raise 
to uh, you know, like oh, okay. I have them part time with their mum. You yep. know that. Uh, yep. You know, I, I, I raised two young girls, nine and eleven, and that takes up a lot, a lot of life. And um, I love sport. Do a lot of sport, and I love you know, social friends and family. You know, so. Well, what, what we I are, suppose, what we are. Sorry, mate, I didn't mean to cut you off. But what we are is, a, I don't want to hold you up too much. What we are is a sport and horse racing uh, podcast, mate. So we, um, if you've never listened to us. Um, you can definitely give us a follow. We're on iTunes. Um, feel free to download us because you'll be on it if you want to listen to yourself back. Um, <laughs> we, we, we cover all the sport and racing, so we, we pander to both. So let's talk a little bit of sport now. I've got you here. Um, let's, uh, you're obviously a Canberra Raiders fan, I'd have to imagine. Yeah, definitely a Canberra oh, Raiders Jesus. fan. You know, Ricky, Ricky Stewart's a client. You know, so. Oh, is he? Is he the most, yeah, is he the most famous yeah, person so. in your phone? God. <laughs> uh, Ooh. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, oh, who you got? You know, he got, he's a, you can he's tell a good us. guy, Ricky. He's a good bloke to have a beer with, and and um, you know, we get in the dressing room after the after the game sometimes, and you yeah. know, he's he's, he's pretty uh, passionate to hear you speak sometimes. That's for sure. Uh, what, how how does he handle uh, ringing him up and saying that the horse has gone sore? He doesn't blow up and throw the phone and kick a door in and break <laughs> it off its hinges. No, no, he's pretty good on that front. Is he? Okay. He's not controlling anything, so I don't think it worries him too much. Can, you know, he, he, I think he understands how things go wrong. Okay. Can, 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 he, can we get a soundbite out of you? Who is your phone, most famous person on your phone then? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <Nicole, laughs> no, you haven't got Nicole Kidman in there hiding anywhere, have you? Nah, no, I haven't, mate. No, okay. nah, I haven't. All right. Uh, let's move, let's move to, on with I'll that. I'll get back to you on that. What, yeah. what, what's, your, what's your other sport uh, interest? Uh, look, I play a lot of touch footy. I love love touch footy. We've had the same. We've had the same team for twenty five years. What? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You yeah, play many, touch? Uh, many finals. Is yeah. Any, yeah. Is any good? Yeah, I go all right actually. Yeah. 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 You, <laughs> still, you, you still got a step on you? Lost a little bit of speed over the years. That's <laughs> <for sure. laughs> hey, hey, here's a thought. How about we uh, we try and get a uh, into into horse racing touch comp going T- oh. touch match. Oh, listen, listen, uh, uh, Nick, what we do is, because we're, we're a sport podcast, we offer free smoke to anyone in any sort of avenue of sport. Like, we, the off-the-bit boys will come down and touch up anyone in any sort of aspect. If you want to play golf, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll meet up. If you want to play touch, man, we can play touch. We'll come down there. We'll see what you got. You, yeah, what, nah, bring you, it on. Bring, you, bring it on. All right. If, if Actually, as soon as we're talking about invites to stuff, I, I know that you do these uh, Nick Olive uh, luncheons. Can you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, look, we just started doing these probably two, three years ago, and um, just a, it's just a yearly thing. We didn't want to make it too often, but we just do a lunch, and the whole the whole idea of it is to create an intimate uh, environment where we get a special guest there, and we talk about racing, and yep. um, you know, these people that come along, we limit it to 80 people, and it's a pretty hot ticket now, but we limit it to 80 people, and so they get access to the to the guests and and you know they can spend time socialising with them and yep. and really having good conversations with them. It seems to work really well. I looked at it uh, maybe two years ago uh, or a year ago maybe I think when you took uh, uh, maybe might have been single gaze down in Melbourne. Did you have one down there in Flemington? Nah, no, we haven't been Canberra. We do. Okay. Um, yeah, haven't been Canberra. We had Ray Murray as, our, as a guest a couple of years ago, which was really really interesting. And, yeah. You know, people to get access to him and. And talk about some of the stuff that's gone on in racing over the years it was it was really good. And then uh, we had Lukey Nolan last year. He was he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought actually that's why I thought it was in Melbourne because you had Lukey on. Um, yeah, it's a great initiative. Initiative. Do you think that this come with the in combination with single gays doing it, or you would have done so without the success that she's given you? Oh, the lunches would have happened anyway. But like 
you know, like that, I, I, I sort of like running that sort of stuff and, and creating that atmosphere where people get together and have a good time. You know, that's what life's about for me. Absolutely. That's, um, that's a big part of being a trainer as well, isn't it? It's not just the ability to train a horse. It's about creating a nice atmosphere for all your owners and, and creating that culture within your stable because obviously when everything's nice and happy in the stable, your horses are happy, everyone's working happy and you get going yeah. good, don't you? Yeah, that, that's true, you know, and it's it's just good, you know, what, what, life's about having a good time, really, yeah, it, you know, perfect. like, and if you can share, if you can share that with people that have got the same interests as you, you know, it just, it makes it awesome, you know, like, you just get in there and, and, and then enjoy life, that's what it's all about, I yeah. reckon. Uh, do you reckon there's room, um, if you ever need help to MC your next function, that the Off The Bit Boys could uh, perhaps come through and bring some, uh, a little bit of uh, flavour and um, <laughs> excitement to the place? Like, uh, we're, we're, we're very adept at the microphone game. Yeah, I can, I can, I can appreciate that, yeah. from what I'm hearing now, but... Uh, Look, you, you, you need to knock me off the mantle, though, mate, because I MC the whole thing. Oh, do you? Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, MC Olive. <laughs> yeah. You do it all, MC don't you? MC Olive, yeah, that's right. Wow. We've, if, this, if, if, if this Off The Bit podcast doesn't teach anyone anything, it's that we've just learned that Nick Olive is a great MC and that he's got a mean step and is a touch footy fanatic. Uh, that's... I'm, I'm I'm happy with this as it goes. Uh, we won't take yeah, it... Right. We, we won't wrap you up too much longer, mate. Um, let's go with... Um, what is what was your highlight? Obviously, single gaze highlight, uh, low light. Is there any sort of? Do you take the sort of ups and downs? Where, where's your uh, uh, where's your moral compass at with uh, anything in the game that um, you don't particularly agree with? Yeah, look, obviously, you know, like most people, I don't like people that cheat. You know, like yeah, yeah, we, oh. we feel we do everything on a, on a on a you know we do everything to the best of our ability on our yep. on the skills that we bring day to day and through hard work and. You know, when you're lining up against people that are, that aren't that are using something extra that's not legal, that sort of annoys you, you know. But um, yeah, look, there's a lot of ups and downs in racing, though. It's sort of it's it's something it's something that you know until you're really in the industry, you you don't really realise the full concept. Like it's yep. it actually takes some balancing out, like yep. to to be in this industry and and keep your life level because you you are so high and you're so low. You know, there's not much in between and. You've just got to learn as a human being to try and level that out a little bit, you know, yeah. and that's where I think that extra stuff in life like touch footy and you yeah. know, hanging with friends and family brings you back so. down, you know, because that that can really it can really play with you mentally and it has done a lot of people in the industry. So that's that's one of the biggest battles I reckon in, in sort of being in this industry is just balancing out those highs and lows. They're great great those highs, but you know, you've got to learn not to get so high and not to get yeah. so low, you know, and try and get the middle ground. I tell you what, no wonder you're a good MC. That was that you just yeah, you just sold it. you just sold me on that. Yeah, I reckon yeah. you can go into politics down yeah, could there. Could you too, sell me mate, a geez. car? Could you yeah, sell me yeah, a no, car, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy one. <laughs> Anyways, Nick, uh, because we've got a few uh, punters that listen to this this show, do you have a best bet in the next coming week for us? Who do you like? Who do you got running? Um, yeah, look, I've just had three winners in the last week. Um, oh, yeah, congratulations. Uh, hot, hot ticket. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So we don't, we don't have anything running in the next week, to be honest with you. I couldn't you. believe so you didn't have a runner at Kembla today. Quite... I actually looked through and I was like, oh, shit, Nick hasn't got a runner. Yeah, well, the the, the uh, fields are so small there today. They I are, yeah. trainers have got runners, mate. But, yeah. Are you um, going to try and send anything to the Wagga Cup or...? Yeah, look, after Wagga Carnival, always a great couple of days. But, look, I, ha- I have got a two-year-old called Dreaming of Biscay that I'm preparing... To, she's, she'll be racing at the Gold Coast Friday, uh, Saturday week. Yeah, okay. Um, a two-year-old, I think she's going very well, and I think she'll she'll probably be fourteen or fifteen dollars in the race, and I think she'll she'll 
you know, she was great each way chance next week. You heard it here first. If you lose your mortgage, blame Nick. Yeah. Well, actually, actually yeah, speaking about the Wagga Carnival, we are um, we are dispersing our incumbent uh, co-host, uh, Rolls Reese. He will be at the Wagga Carnival for the two days. He'll be doing a little rove reporting and um, running around the place, so you can actually see him. And when you see him, he's not what he sounds like. He's uh, yeah. he's really he's, 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 he's a lot shorter than you think. Um, but yeah, he'll be on hand and he'll be getting some sound bites from a couple of trainers and doing his thing. Uh, I'll be at home working my guts out, and he'll be out there having a good time. <laughs> we'll wrap this oh, up. Mate, Nick, you're missing out on a good weekend. I oh, know, I I hate it. Uh, that's what you got to do when you're committed. Uh, Billy Owen would testify that when you're a committed uh, track work rider and you're down for the system, that's uh, I'm, yeah. I'm playing I, my I role. Totally, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so what we do is. As we said, we, we cover sport, we cover racing, and we also have a bit of fun. So if you've got two more seconds, we'll have a little bit of fun with you. We play this game. Uh, our, last, uh, our last guest was Chris Caserta. Um, we spoke to him last week. Now, uh, we play this game called Pick the Flick, okay? Are you happy to play a yep. game with us? It'll take two seconds. Yeah, go, go for okay, it. Okay, so are you a movie buff? Oh, I wouldn't say a buff. I love a movie, though. Okay, like filthy on a movie. All right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to name five movies for you. I've got descriptions of them, okay? Some of them are real and some of them I've completely made up. So uh, we score them out of five, and at the end of uh, this cal- calendar year, uh, the winner gets a prize, okay? So Chris Caserta, just for, um, to rub it into him, he got zero out of five last week, so you've got nothing to beat here, really. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm tipping I might not beat him, to be honest. So what I'll do is um, uh, we will name them. And uh, basically, at the end of it, to say if it's uh, if it's uh, true or false, or real or fake, real or fake, go with that. Okay. Right. Okay. So um, the first one: a soon-to-retire captain, Danny Glover, is posted in Vietnam undergoing surveillance of weapons shipments when they accidentally kill an elephant, and to save the mission, need the government to find another elephant to save the stronghold that they have and save the war. It's based on a true story, and it's called Operation Dumbo Drop. False. That's true. It's a real movie. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. So next one. Jeff Goldblum stars as a tall guy who roams around England having sex with anonymous women, and it's called The Tall Guy. It's true. That is true. It is true. That is true. It's, it's is a real true. movie. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> I actually watched that, and it was weird, just really weird. Um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but I watched a lot of it, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, so Tina Fey and Amy Schumer played two 30-something housewives who go back to their old college sorority to save it from being closed and along the way find themselves in a comedy that will make you laugh and cry, and it's called Alpha Beta Chicks. Mm, false. False? That's false. Yep. Well done. Oh, you're on two. You're killing it. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson and Jackie Chan team up in an action comedy set in Shanghai as two Navy SEALs caught up in an international espionage. Charlize Theron is the sexy bad girl and is on the edge of your seat action flick. It's directed by Michael Bay and it's called Fly Kicking Motherfuckers. I'm gonna say true. I'm gonna say true. <laughs> that's, that's false. That's Just because Samuel Jackson's in it, it's got motherfucker in it. It's a good title, though, isn't it? <laughs> that one. That was a good one. Um, okay, now the last one is. Uh, we'll make it real simple. A movie about killer tomatoes, and it's called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. True. True. You know oh, that one, oh. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good on you, buddy. You got a score of three out of five. You go to the top of the leaderboard, uh, and. 
Mate, thank you very much. And on behalf of a racing enthusiast, uh, just wrapped to see the, the trip that you've been on the last few years. Uh, great to see you, a great guy. Um, and you deserve all the, all the uh, accolades you get for it, mate. I hope you soak it all up and um, don't cry too much when she gets uh, shipped off to an undisclosed location. No, it's not undisclosed. She's going to Japan. <laughs> okay. Does she like sushi? Yeah, she's going to Japan, yeah. <laughs> all right, good nah, on you, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. Really, really enjoyed it. Good yeah, on you. Thank you very much for, uh, thanks, for Nick. joining us. Thanks, Catch you later, mate. Cheers, bud. Thanks, guys. And we're back. What an absolute cracking interview, Nick. That's super. Absolute legend of a bloke. Entertaining hey. as hell, that was. Yeah, yeah. He plays touch, who would have thought? Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's a good little segue into uh, go meet up with Hubie. For his uh, NRL recap, eh? I can't see why not. Let's go. Hit it, Hubie. Round seven of the NRL, and if you are leading your local tipping competition, hop on down to your GP and get yourself tested for autism, as this mixed bag season got me like... <laughs> After evaluating millions of data in the blink of an eye, the Gamblatron 2000 says the winner is... Parramatta by 200 points. Ah, you heap of junk. To AMZ Stadium now, and the highlights of the Bulldogs-Roosters game are as follows. Latrell Mitchell, one try. In this old-fashioned slobber knocker of tackle, 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 tackle kick, these two teams completely robbed me of my Thursday night and had me thinking I should take up pottery as watching this game made me want to do a Patrick Swayze and just die. 6-0 the scoreline here. That's all for me on this one. We returned to the land of the long white cloud and the Warriors were literally blowing smoke up the proverbial asshole of the St. George at Smart Stadium, Mount Smart Stadium on Friday as the Warriors acted out a porn spin-off How to Run a Train on Your Dragon. Isaac Luke Skywalker went and sliced through the defense, but it was the Warriors' defense that was pretty, pretty, pretty good, as they totally mongreled the Dragons' attack and continued with their what-the-fuck-is-going-on season. To Suncorp now, when Billy Slater did a Queensland, uh, to Queensland, in a Queensland, as he cheated his way to another dubious refereeing decision, which saw him fuck up, and then admit it, and was well-deserved of a try, not, and explained to Greg Ignis that you really can get four points off a dropkick. James Jake the Snake Roberts got the Broncos off the canvas, but it was the storm that choked slam Brisbane through the proverbial coffee table as they run out winners 34-20. To Central Coast Stadium, and Greg Inglis went... <sighs> as he wound back the clock and wound up his bulky frame with a 70-meter intercept try as Wassel's Wabbits hit top gear in Gosford. The other Jennings starred on the wing as he punched in a double, and the Raiders were looking like prepubescent teens as the stat sheet showed that there were a couple of whiteheads. Barry, Jared Barry Crocker has exactly that as he became the upteenth player to go to the naughty box, and Canberra, much like me during my rap career, are trying to find out whom they really are. If you back Newcastle Knights to win the Premiership this year, you can cash out on your tab app for three and sixpence as Mitchell the Bitchell Daisy Pierce became every girl he's ever fucked and needs breast implants as he is out for the season with a ruptured tit. And New South Wales selectors are saying, Uh, what do we do now, Bill? Kalen Shitstein Ponga didn't stink as he was an elusive turd in the entire match. Michael Cheeky Dashcam had a head-on with defence. 
and Ken, I'm leaving now, mate. Okay, see Left with a half a six-pack, and the Knights reign supreme, but for how long? Tigers fall short in a close one, 22 to 20. To Townsville now, and the Cowboys were made of the right material on Saturday, and so Kyle felt as he bunged on another sausage and Jake Granville rail disaster kept the train on track for a second chance at the top eight. Jason, I'm out of the shower, I left my towel, Malolo was still stripping the defence naked and proving he's worth every penny. What a game, New, uh, North Queensland up. Manly got beat. Next. <laughs> Shark Park is not just an oval where you can take your pet shark for walkies on a Sunday, Arvo. It's also the only place Cronulla can win a game as they snuck in the back door and fucked the Panthers in a close one without the bulk of their squad. The Sharkies look to improve on a ho-hum season and we still don't know where the Panthers are. They're around there somewhere at the foot of the mountain. Back to you in the studio, boys. Thanks for that, Hubie. One would almost assume that you forgot to write a little segment for Manly there. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Parramatta did win that game. I just refuse to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. Hubie, 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 Hubie. Uh, all right. <laughs> what, what are we going to do with him? Um... Anyways, I'll oh, take like up that. the rap sheet here. How about some segments, guys? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> can you compose yourself, man? <laughs> uh, I can, I can. Okay, let's go to our segments. One of my favourite parts of the show, winners and losers. Uh, have we got winners and losers? Of course we do. Of course we do. I, I'm, I've actually gone against my usual tradition of just being the, the positive person here, and I've just got a loser this week. Okay. It's, it's a collective group of losers. Mm-hmm. My favourite. The, the, the losers a, gag, are, a, gag, a gaggle of losers. A, gag, a gaggle. Mm-hmm. It's slightly bigger than a gaggle. It's um, it's a, a big group. It's everybody who just jumps on the bandwagon of the royal family and, and they put all their lifetime and effort. Like Ooh. There was some bloke who was standing out the front of the, the hospital. She's just had the baby. It gets on those. They're like skulls are light. You can see him at the footy and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden he's like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be called. It's like... <laughs> Mate, Scottish. Fucking get you whatever he is. I don't know. Whatever he is, sort your shit out, mate. Because you're losing. You're losing. What, wasn't there? Wasn't there with the first one that they the, the media called up? Remember this? They called up the nurse. Oh, yeah, and she ended up committing suicide. Yeah, yeah. They so go a bit tropper over that shit, don't they? So, they're, so nuts. There's, there's betting. There's labrokes have got their uh, the betting for what the name is going to be called, and they even had a uh, lip reader. Yes. Watch the footage of Will and Kate walking out of the hospital and said, what did they say? He goes, oh, it's a bit windy out here. Like, fuck me, guys. Just let them have a conversation. <laughs> it's a bit windy out here. Fucking hell. Stop being losers. Yeah, that, that is, that is yeah, anything that mainstream pop sort of culture of that, I always, I, I have a big trouble swallowing. You'd hate to be them people, but uh, all, the, all jokes aside, you'd, you'd just hate to have someone harping on you so much and taking photos every, everywhere you walk. You just spat out a kid. Like, the last thing you want to do is deal with paps. Oh, fuck no. Mm. I couldn't tell you about doing a kid, but I know after a big big trip to the toilet, I definitely don't want cameras in my face. No, not at all. That's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, they get you at the worst moments. Uh, that was a good loser. I like that. Mm. So you've just made lo- people in general losers? Yeah. Wow, you arsehole. Yeah, no. Mm, real arsehole-ish of you. But that's, well, I guess it's mainstream media more so than just people in general. 
Um, that's a good loser. I got a winner. Who'd you win? Oh, I didn't win anything. Who, who, who's been winning? I did, you? but I gave it all back. Who's been winning? Yeah. yesterday? <laughs> hmm. uh, my winner for this week, this is a great winner. This is a great story too. This guy, Dylan McWilliams, is an American guy who over the who just got bitten by a shark when he was surfing. He was uh, he was in Hawaii, Kauai, uh, Kauai Beach or Kauai, I don't know, I've never been there, but it sounds great. Uh, so he was surfing, he got bitten on the leg by a shark, right? Which big, is big, big, big shark or? Uh, tiger shark. So the shape, the size of a tiger, but like sh- <laughs> I, I a shark. Think, I think you've got it mixed up. You reckon? Yeah. So what? Whale sharks are big, aren't they? Whale sh- yeah, whale sharks are big, but but size of a whale or size of a big shark. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> right, that, that yeah. That, what about that one? That just blew your mind, didn't it? Here's 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 a blow your mind one. Before I get to this, um, if I, I was having breakfast the other morning, if 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 a grape is a fruit. Why is there a separate fruit called grapefruit? <laughs> Why does it taste completely different? Because it's a bit of a whoa moment, isn't it's, it? Um, it's it's I can't answer that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a wrong. It's not shaped You've like. You've got a to grape. be on the inside, mate. And I'm just sorry. You don't yeah, make I busted on that. One. I think uh, uh, four twenty. When was four twenty? Was it yesterday? Or was it today? Uh, I think I needed to be really blazing up to just lay back and be like, "What? Grapefruit? Oh my God. The grape is a fruit." Like, Anyways, okay, yeah. So, uh, my yeah, my guy, my guy, Dylan McWilliams, he got bitten by a tiger shark. N- not sure of the size of the shark, <laughs> but obviously he's not dead, so it can't be big. Um, and this guy is a twenty-year-old adventurer, and he's already been attacked by bitten by a bear, bitten by a bear, bitten by a bear, bitten on the head when he was sleeping by a bear, right? Big b- big bite. <laughs> Well, he, uh, I think it took uh, 11 staples to close the, Fuck me. the thing in his head. And so it's not like the Revenant where he um, oh, it wasn't gets the, absolutely... It, it, trash boy. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't claw the shit out of his back. Yeah, doesn't make uh, doesn't do crossword puzzles on his back. Um, but no, it's um, <laughs> he, he, he was sleeping, he got bitten, and he, I think he said he awoke to obviously uh, the searing pain of having a, a bare tooth in Maybe the bear who thought his head was a gobstopper and wanted to have a suck on his head. I don't know. What are, it, yeah, yeah. How many lips does it take to get the center of it? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice and gooey. Yeah, so he he fought the bear off by poking it in the eye. So twenty year old guy, this this guy, absolute unit. So that was eighteen when he was bitten by a bear. Yeah, okay. Then he was bitten by a Texas rattlesnake <laughs> when he was twenty one. Well, no, no, he's twenty. Like the he's like a real life Jacques Cou- Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Jacques, sorry, yeah. Jacques. Jacques would know all about the, how big a tiger shark would be, wouldn't he? Standard measurement. If One like, tiger shark. Isn't, isn't, isn't there like a, a fish that's got like a cat? Isn't there a catfish? Catfish. Catfish. Why? You know how big a catfish is? Uh, as big as a cat? As big as a cat. But they also grow fucking huge too. Do they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, is there, so much, why is there so much correlation well, between... What about a between... rattlesnake? Is it the size of a fucking rattle? Well, it's got a rattle on it. Yeah. You want to you fucking go and pick one and shake it? And see it's, yeah, it's just fucking... Really? Hang on a minute. I'm getting bitten. I was about to say we can get... This is like a real rattle. Yeah. Listen to it. <laughs> Oh, hang on a minute! I'm dying. <laughs> Take me to the hospital. So that's that's this is my winner, just for a guy that can be 20 years old and be bitten by a bear, a rattlesnake, and a shark, and still live to tell the tale. That's a fantastic guy there. Have you seen an interview with him or anything? Oh God, no. It's probably just like, oh, yeah, that happened. I'd, I'd like, uh, She'll be right. This, this this is as far as our journalistic sort of uh, probing goes. We basically just read hot headlines and we just take it in, in, when we're hungover and just do a podcast <laughs> with it. It's a good way of doing it, isn't it? Standard journalism, yeah. Just just read the headline. Don't worry about reading the full article wouldn't, and getting details. Wouldn't call us journalists. We're just. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to say that too. I don't want to be a jur- <laughs> journalist. and nerds. We're not nerds. Or, well, you're, we you're, both wear glasses. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no one knows that man. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I've got a loser too. Have you got a loser? Yeah, uh, or you I'm got a winner? I'm a loser. You're done. No, no winners You're done. this week. You're just going to relax? No, I'm fine. Okay, I've Keep got a loser. Back. My loser for this week is the calendar year. Explain. Do you, do, do you feel like I have to? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'm sure everyone <laughs> I, else I don't too. quite why the calendars. Yeah, the ca- so well, uh, this is just a little uh, tail end of, of uh, the musician, the EPMD, e- MD, MD, Dr. Uh, Avicii passing away. And my one this is a horror, tragic thing, very tragic, young, um, probably drugs involved, I'd say. Uh, he was a sick man, from what I hear. He, uh, he? had his gallbladder taken out. He um, ha- had a few health conditions. Oh, okay. So there, there could be like prescription-related drugs. He might have OD'd on his medication oh. there or something like that. But, um, yeah, he, he partied pretty hard, though, so his mm. body wasn't... He's a DJ. Right what else are you going to do? Mate, right? And you're in you the do. middle of nowhere out there just trying... Yeah. Uh, but my, my, my beef is not with him or music. My beef is with the, with the people that when a, when a famous person dies... They just go, Twitter goes nuts and Facebook and social media goes nuts and they go, oh, uh, wow, Avicii has just died at the age of 27. Will 2018 end already? No, I just hate that. Like, no, no, it can't. Like, it's unfortunate that people die, but you're not fast forward my fucking year just because you just like feel bad about someone dying. Oh, oh, two people have died in the first two months of this year. Can it just end? No, it can't. No, it my carries year's going on quick forever. enough anyway, so. Jesus, it, it's, that, it's that ever, ever, ever ticking tock on my age just keeps climbing up the barriers that, that, yeah. that little you, bit further. I want wait, to put a stop on it. You I'm wait sure till you get to does. 30. That shit goes fast oh, as shit. Oh, I don't want Man. to about that. Gives me anxiety. Does it? <laughs> you know what fixes that? Cocaine. I don't think so. I think it might be an accelerant. Yeah, it's like throwing dynamite on fire. But anyway... Uh, that's our winners and losers for this week. Cool. Love that section. Uh, this is our next segment. We've got, uh, this is a little one called Broken Hearts. And we talk about this. It's not about you. It's not about me. No, it's not about the uh, massive population of, of each year either or the calendar year dying. Uh, we still live our 2018 like we are. 2018. So Broken Hearts is a little, just a little bit of a back and forth with you about this, this horse called Hartnell that, Promised the world. Big, beautiful, Godolphin-looking horse. Fantastic-looking specimen. Absolutely. Yeah, Fabio-looking. Um, did did set the world on fire until this little horse called Winx come along and then completely towed him up. And now <laughs> I have a question of it's who did it better? Who is is – has Winx broken his heart? It's happened before <laughs> in racing. For his sure. His heart's broken, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, you know heart's broken, for you sure. Know, you know, he- yeah, broken heart and all. Yeah, mm. I think uh, he's only won one race in the last. I'm not going to say this because I think I can't remember. But he, oh, he hasn't. He hasn't had too many wins. You've been fact checking like we fact check. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. There's definitely something to miss there that for a horse of that imposing state stature. And, and when you look at his uh, his races there, where he kicks clear, and he's he, he'd have to think in his head, I've got every one of these horses covered and blowing past them like I've got you done easy. And you then out of the ass. blue, at the furlong, this blue thing goes and puts big, four on him. Big, big bay ass. I would by it every turn time. coat simply. I would never, wouldn't even get out the box. Me, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you doing to me? Why? Uh, there's other explanations too. We've got Crystal Lily, of course. She uh, ran a couple of uh, seconds to Black Caviar. Black Caviar destroyed a few horses, didn't she? She killed him. Yeah, she yeah. she cut a swathe through him. She was yeah. a Spartan. 
Yeah. Like how they just, just had a so dead body's laying the women. Always the women breaking, it is. breaking the boys' hearts. Oh, it crystal is. Lily. I can't even think of a... I can't, there's well, Stallions, obviously, they get shipped off to, to stud quick, but I can't think of one dominating gelding. Um, buffering... Yeah, the buff. Ooh. The, look, the, I think he, he I think went the, against black caviar. The, the buff, the buff got hurt by black caviar, but I'm gonna. He's my favourite horse, as you know. Yep, that, that's ever hit track. I didn't know that actually, but yeah, I, I, know, yeah, I know now. He's, he's my, my favourite. My favourite colour is yellow. Round, and it's, Did and you know? it's for these. <laughs> what, what, what your, your yellow armband, your yellow phone cover, and your yellow shirt? I don't know. No, okay. <laughs> tell me more. I'm just throwing it. Yellow man. <laughs> Thanks, but <laughs> buffering favourite horse just come out. Absolutely got busted up by Black Caviar, had a few injuries, and just goes, fuck you, I'm going to win anyway. Went out and just did set the world alight again. So. Wait, didn't you go to Hong Kong? I'm on the Hong Kong sprint Hong- as a nine-year-old yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. completely defied just, all that stuff. He's yeah. like, he's like, what Black Caviar, you know, uh, yeah. curse? He yeah. defied the Black Caviar curse. Yeah. He, he, and he was a he's got no broken heart. Ooh. He can hold his head high. Here's another one. Ooh, this come to me. Uh, English Chautauqua. Yeah, he destroyed her. TJ Smith, <laughs> she was she well, had that race opposite here, isn't it? It's uh, it's not the women breaking hearts here Ooh. anymore. It's he's he's, uh, he's he's stood her up. Man, my brain just got bent into a pretzel. I completely just talked to myself over saying there was no gelding, and the fucking Chautauqua was broken. Yeah. Chautauqua. I'd love to have my time back. If only we had like some sort of recording format where we could actually go back and change shit. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you know what? That's our show. I'm yep. happy with that. I'm happy. See you all next week. See you. Cue the music. Goodbye, so long, farewell. But it's not the end of the